to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Oh boy, oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NXT podcast. What a what a interesting uh, week to to be the host of the NXT podcast to say the least. Happy to be here with you. I'm Zachary Smith. I'm your host. Uh, before we get started, you can always find me over on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT, at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. That's branding, baby. Talking wrestling, other fun stuff over there. Now, before we get started with this interesting, to say the least, episode of NXT, we got some stuff going on in wrestling. This is usually Mimi Burris's corner with the AEW stuff, um, but a lot of stuff happened, and I don't like Mimi very much, and I'm recording before her. So, shove it, Mimi. I'm going to talk about your stuff because I don't care. So, AEW's had a lot of debuts recently. William Regal has has come out. Paige Van Zandt is officially All Elite. And Jeff Hardy made his return just the other day. Um, I, I thought William Regal would be perfect for, for AEW. I think that he's going to make that product so much better. It's already the best wrestling show going. And to add a William Regal, the thing is, is you can't replicate a mind for the business and experience and willingness to help others that William Regal has. So any company would be very lucky to have him. Why did he get cut from WWE? Because WWE is not interested in wrestling. AEW, very interested in wrestling. If you're having a wrestling company, the best thing you could do is hire William Regal. I think this is one of the most important people they've signed. And I think you're going to see it reflected more in backstage stuff than on-screen stuff. And WWE is not a wrestling company, even though the second W is wrestling. They don't like that word. It's a four-letter word to them. So I'm really excited. Paige Van Zant has been pretty fun. She's got some charisma to her, and with her now being signed to AEW and not just UFC's, you know, Paige Van Zant making guest appearances, I feel like she could be really good. Um, I'm gonna be really honest with you on the Jeff Hardy stuff. I don't care. And listen, I understand that I am in the minority with that opinion. Um I'm glad that Jeff got out of WWE. They weren't going to do anything with him. Um, And whatever the situation was with him leaving, kind of seems like he might have worked the system a little bit. And sincerely good for him. He went to a better, seems like more fun wrestling company. I have just never been a Jeff Hardy guy. Um, I, I was not a big Hardy Boys guy. And then they split up. And... I wasn't huge on on either of them, and I never got bit by whatever the Jeff Hardy bug is that it seems like most wrestling fans were bit with. I don't know if it's a 
you grew up with Jeff Hardy kind of thing, or Jeff Hardy was like the most different looking wrestler, maybe. Um, when he won the WWE title, that was like, okay, that's fine. He had he had good matches. Um, that that legendary ladder match with the Undertaker for the undisputed title that WWE will tell you made Jeff Hardy's career. I don't know that I'd go that far. Um, I don't know. I've just never been a Jeff Hardy guy, so when he shows up, it's I, I don't have the reaction of, oh my God, Jeff Hardy's here. Like when William Regal came out, I was like, oh my God, William Regal's here. When Jeff Hardy came out, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So that, I mean, it'll be fun, Matt and Jeff back together. They always do cool stuff together. Matt's like the idea guy. Jeff is like the more popular one. It's a good, it's a good mix of two people. So I'm excited for the things that Matt can do with that team that maybe he could not do by himself. So also, we usually talk about news and notes, stuff that's going on in WWE. So we got some news items here. The New York Post says Brock Lesnar's curious to see how successful Logan Paul can be in WWE. WWE loves to do this where like they bring in a celebrity and and it's a big deal to them just because it is a celebrity. Now I I'm not particularly interested in looking at the ratings. I don't know whether or not bringing Logan Paul onto Raw is helping their ratings, like the Logan Paul fans, if they're tuning into wrestling when they would not otherwise. I know that wrestling fans don't like it very much, uh, but they don't care about that. Logan Paul in WWE feels weird, but it also feels like every celebrity they've had for as long as I can remember, save for like Bob Barker and Bad Bunny, interestingly, where it's like, Bob Barker was just a perfect cantankerous old man um, and was like a good foil to Chris Jericho and Bad Bunny like took it real seriously and like got pretty good in the ring with the stuff that he could do. Logan Paul is just like WWE being like, see, we can get a name and I don't know if Logan Paul is the name that I would go with. I imagine their counter would be he has so many YouTube views, he boxed Floyd Mayweather He's a huge star, and I suppose factually that is not incorrect, but it does feel like your friend when you were a kid whose only personality trait was that they had nice things, where like they're not interesting, they can't hold a conversation, they don't have good ideas, but they, they have a Nintendo, and so like you hang out with them, but it's really just for the Nintendo kind of thing. So I don't know that he's going to do a lot with WWE. I imagine he's going to do this match at WrestleMania, and then he's going to go off somewhere and do any of the other stuff he does. Oh, there was a report. I just remembered that um, Braun Breaker was told to smile more when he uh, made his Raw debut. Um, So that's already started, so that's good. Not to spoil anything for later, but Braun seems like he's coming up to the main roster real, real soon. Um... And uh, it's good that he's already being told to smile more because I know as somebody who has to watch NXT 2.0 because it's it's the show I do, um, the whole time I was like, yeah, he's intense and he's very strong, but God, he doesn't smile enough. That's the thing because when you have a big intimidating dude, what you want him to do is smile. 
because that is what a superstar would do. And that's good. I'm glad they're already like completely missing the point and and trying to change something just for the sake of changing it. So, backstage WWE and AEW rumors latest on Cody Rhodes, Stone Cold, and more. This is weird. So, Cody leaves AEW, and everybody thinks that he's he's going to WWE, and that, like that's a bad idea. But he's he can make his own choices. And then WWE talks kind of fizzled out. So they're thinking like maybe he'll debut on that Jacksonville episode of Raw, I think, next week, because that's a AEW staple. I don't know that Cody would be super interested in that. Um, but I mean, even if he goes to AEW, it'll be a big deal for a minute, and then he'll be like def- wrestling on pre-shows again, because WWE doesn't change the way it looks at people. If you're an AJ Styles and you come from the outside and you're a big deal, they'll treat you like that. But if you're like a John Morrison who wasn't a big deal, and then goes away and shows how good you are and then comes back, they still see you as the WWE version of yourself. And so it doesn't matter. And Cody Rhodes is just going to be Cody Rhodes again in WWE. They didn't all of a sudden realize, oh my God, he's such a big star. We have to do stuff with him here. You know? It's... It's going to be weird to watch, I guess, is is my thing, um, because it's that's what's going to happen. So, also, Stone Cold is going to be appearing at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens, heel bad guy Kevin Owens, which is the best Kevin Owens, lost his chance to be at WrestleMania with the tag titles with Seth Rollins, and then he comes out at the end of Raw and says he needs to challenge somebody from Texas. Love that he said uh, JBL, uh, and he wasn't watching that video, but he's boring and isn't going to invite him, which is fantastic. Said Booker T, says he's from Texas, but spent most of his career saying he was from Harlem. That was great. Uh, said Shawn Michaels, proud proud Texan, but he's a proud Canadian, and out of respect for Bret Hart, he's not going to have him. That's fantastic. Challenge is Stone Cold to come on the Kevin Owens show at WrestleMania. And then Stone Cold puts out this produced video basically saying whether it's going to be a match, a fight, a brawl, uh, a show, you can count me in. He's going to open one more can of of whoop-ass. The thing here is I'm a little bit confused as to what we're getting because the way they're selling it to me is almost like it is a match, but I, I do not know that it will be. It could be, but I don't know because they're calling it the Kevin Owens show with Stone Cold which indicates to me that it is not a match, but, like, they'll probably fight. My concern, I guess, would be that it's just Stone Cold coming out, hitting a stunner on Kevin Owens, and leaving, which would be the worst version of this. The best version would be, like, a heated segment. They have, like, a big fight, impromptu match, and then Stone Cold can ride off into the sunset. Either way, this is a seems like a lot of... They paid Stone Cold a lot of money to come back... And, uh, I mean, they did the same thing with Shawn Michaels, and that didn't feel special. Hopefully this does. He's gonna, it's going to be in Texas, so I imagine it's going to get a huge reaction. Of the people in WWE that I would have chosen to go against Stone Cold, Kevin Owens is very high on that list. I think Kevin Owens is on a short list of people that could verbally go back and forth with Stone Cold and not get eaten alive. So, I like it. I'm good with it. Bleacher Report is asking, is this the best version of Brock Lesnar ever in WWE? 
Huh. Let's see. So you're picking between... You're picking between, like, debuting Brock Lesnar, who just killed everyone. You're picking between the the big match version, like the Goldberg, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles match, Brock Lesnar, and this Brock Lesnar. This is probably the most fun Brock Lesnar we've had. This is the first time in a while that Brock seems like he's having a lot of fun. I don't know if it's because he's getting to talk for himself or why, or if he's just getting to do something different and so it's fun. I would say, I don't know if it's the best. I, I know it's the most fun, certainly, which, you know, I'll take that. That's, yeah, that's fine. Um, I certainly think, like, on screen, this, this has to be the most fun Um the most fun Brock Lesnar to watch because he's not just showing up and beating somebody up and, and like leaving. He's just, he's here. He's a baby face now. And he's like, he's, he's having fun, which is good. Undertaker's going into the WWE hall of fame. A lot of people were saying Undertaker should be the only, uh, hall of fame inductee this year. Um, controversial opinion, controversial opinion alert, I'm dangerous, uh, no you shouldn't, no you shouldn't, um, The Undertaker, I have to separate this, because you know I have trouble with separating art from artists, Mark Calloway the guy, we're gonna throw that away, we're not worried about that right now, The Undertaker the character is legendary, but I think a lot of why he is legendary is just longevity, so like, he wrestled for a long time. He was very agile for a big man, and he fought through a lot of injuries, and that is commendable. I would argue that The Undertaker, a lot of Undertaker's great matches had more to do with his opponent than him. Undertaker was not a guy that you were going to put in there with somebody who was not as good as him and just drag a, a great match out of them. Like, maybe at one time, but, like, for the majority of his career. Like, the American Badass Undertaker helped nobody at all. And then the later Undertaker could have great matches but could only wrestle really once or twice a year. So when you think of Undertaker, you think of the WrestleMania matches with Shawn Michaels. I think that had way more to do with Shawn. You think of some people, think of the Triple H match, the second one, which had a lot to do with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and believing that Triple H, the person, like Paul Levesque, the person, would want to be the one to beat The Undertaker. You think of his match with Kurt Angle, which I don't remember Kurt Angle having a bad match. You think of, maybe you think of Eddie Guerrero, which, same. I think, I think... The Undertaker is the best character that WWE has ever come up with, and his career is to be commended. But if I think I think if you were going to do this is the only person going into the Hall of Fame for anyone, I would have thought it would have been Stone Cold or Hulk Hogan at one point in his career. Somebody like that. 
Undertaker was never the guy in WWE. We're just all super appreciative of The Undertaker, basically for sticking around and being loyal. And while that is a commendable trait, if not one that was manipulated into him, maybe, by a by a Vince McMahon father figure, I don't think that makes you a you-should-be-the-only-inductee-into-the-hall-of-fame situation. So he's not. Like, Vader's going in. Like, other people are going in. So that's good. You don't need to make the whole show about The Undertaker, especially considering he's probably not done wrestling. They did a whole documentary about him being like, oh, man, I'm gonna, one more. I'm going to have one more match. And then at the end of that, he says, if Vince needed me, I'd, I'd be back. So he's going to have another match. All right, NXT time. So Dakota Kai and, um, and Wendy Chu are facing Raquel Gonzalez and Jor- and Cora Jade. Um, Wendy Chu's a weird character. I don't know what we're doing with it. Uh, I also don't care. So there is that part of it as well. Um, she seems sleepy. That seems to be her whole uh, thing. Um, toxic Attraction interferes. They, they attack Raquel. Anyway, Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu beat Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, so, you know, we're going to see more of them in the women's Dusty Classics, so that's good. Um, Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight, excuse me, Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight have a last man standing match. Weird to do this on an episode of NXT, um, but, you know, whatever. It seems like a premium live event type of match, but that's fine. Um, Waller hits uh night with a like a blackjack hits a diving elbow drop through the announce table now what he actually did is he jumped and did the elbow drop but um he he like he he did a basketball between the legs thing twice in the time it took him to jump from the post to the announce table and that's incredible like really think about how athletic you have to be to pull that off and like how much air you have to get not only to get over to the announce table which would be hard enough but to have enough time to do two between the leg crossovers i've never seen anybody do that before grayson waller beats la knight um in this match this was this was their their like best match it was a lot of fun um Grayson Waller, I have said since he became this new character and and took out, was it Johnny Gargano? Yeah, Johnny Gargano on Johnny's Way Out. Grayson Waller has all of the tools and um, and ability and charisma to to be the top bad guy or heel in in NXT and to be like a significant main roster uh, performer. Now. What will probably happen is um, he'll be really good on NXT and then he won't be taken seriously on the main roster because he's like skinny or something and he won't get the chance that he needs. But here in NXT, he's absolutely a star. Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, um, weirdly Tony D'Angelo for some reason, Grayson Waller. These are all guys who could be, forgive the pun, to AEW, but pillars of NXT, of uh, of WWE's future. But 
don't ever be confused with what they say. WWE is not interested in building future stars. Um, so it's all a matter of not if it will translate, but if they will let it translate, and, and they won't. So Grayson Waller has all the tools, and I'm just going to enjoy watching him in NXT, basically. Um, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray beat Caden uh, Carter and Casey Catanzaro. That's hard to say. Another Dusty Classic match. I mean, it was fun. Io Shirai's in it. Io Shirai's the best, and she should win everything. Her and Kaylee Ray should win um, because um, because it's Io Shirai. Uh, Imperium's defending the NXT tag titles uh, from uh, from uh, MSK here. Um, so I'm not sure why we're doing again. This is weird to do. Not on the premium live event, but do on an episode of NXT. But I see why, because it goes to a no contest. Um, so the Creed brothers show up and they attack both teams, and so no contest. So I assume then that at the premium live event, it'll be Creed brothers, MSK, Imperium. Um, and so... I would like the Creed Brothers to win. MSK's already been tag champs, and it wasn't particularly interesting. Imperium's good, but, uh, you know, Gunther um, has lost some of his shine as they figure him out, and so Imperium doesn't have a ton to do. Creed Brothers are up and coming. They have a cool look. They're they're really good in the ring. I don't know how they are as talkers, because they don't talk a lot, but... I'd be interested in seeing them win. So, basically, our main event, this is weird, our main event, Tommaso Ciampa's talking about how he loves NXT 2.0 and he needs to be the best. Braun Breaker says he's done the work every day to keep up with the veterans. Dolph Ziggler promises to mess up WrestleMania weekend. So, Basically, we get a triple threat match, Ciampa, Dolph, and Braun for the NXT title. Now, you would assume... Because they're doing this on an episode of NXT and it's already been kind of set that expectation before that Braun's going to win or it's going to go to a no contest. We're going to push this down the road. No, in fact, no, in fact, um, with help from from Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler uh, beats Champa and becomes the NXT champion. So, okay, interesting. Um, All right, so first, really fun match. Y'all going to stop sleeping on Dolph Ziggler in the ring. Whatever you think of his career and him winning based on his status or age, we're going to acknowledge the fact that Dolph Ziggler is one of the best wrestlers or rather most talented wrestlers in the world, even if you don't like his style or whatever. So, this was a fun match. You put you put Ziggler in here and you put Champa in here so that Ziggler can beat Champa and become the NXT champion. So now you got a couple options, right? You can go to the pay-per-view premium live event and have Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler because Braun can say, oh, I was never pinned for that title. And then he can beat Ziggler and get his title back. I don't understand what the point of that would be. You could have just kept the title on Braun. 
or what could have happened is that Braun was on the main roster for a show and Vince fell in love with him and decided Braun Breaker's coming up to the main roster right now. Get that title off of him. And you didn't have anybody ready to do that because Braun just won it. The only person he's defended against is Champa and Santos Escobar. And so you had to get it off him and you had Dolph Ziggler right there. So this depends on whether you think Dolph Ziggler is going to continue as the NXT champion for a while. Like the thing they try, they said that they were going to do with Charlotte, which is tell a really good story and it was going to get some NXT people over. And then as often happens in Charlotte matches, people do not get over because of her. Um, whether you think that's Charlotte's fault or not, I don't. I think it's the way she's booked. Um, nobody was helped. No good story was told, and she wasn't beaten for that title. Um, so if you think it's that, that's going to be bad. If you think that having Dolph as the NXT champion could be really good because Dolph's skill that he is better at than anybody is he's able to make people look good in the ring. He can make you look strong. He can make you look like you do a lot of damage. And he can sell for you. My dog's really getting into fighting his toy over here. But, B, you having fun? Am I, is it because I'm doing a really good job and that's energizing you? That you're, that, like, I'm doing so good that, like, you are getting hype because I'm just, I'm killing it right now? Because I agree, I'm killing it. Or is it just like you just noticed your toy was there? Yeah, you just noticed your toy was there. All right. If Dolph is going to be like Elder Statesman NXT champion, making everybody look good until you have like Carmelo Hayes beat him for it, I'll be honest with you, I don't hate it. Braun, if he doesn't get that title back, Braun was not pinned or submitted for that title. Champa was. And Braun can just go to the main roster. And you can say former NXT champion. If... They go right back and have Braun face Ziggler for the title, and Braun wins it back. I actually think that's the worst of the two options, because one, we know it's inevitable Braun's going to the main roster. Now, is he ready? No, he is not. That has never stopped them once before. But if he's main roster bound, there's no reason to put that NXT title back on him. And just from an NXT 2.0 story perspective, there's also no reason to put that title back on him. Or rather, there was no reason to take the title off him in the first place. So what I'm saying is, I like this a lot. I think it's because I like Dolph Ziggler a lot. And I think Dolph can actually put over young talent in NXT. And they can do what they thought they were doing with Charlotte and the women's title, except actually do it. But weirdly, I think if Braun gets that title back, it makes it worse because then I think the story doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to me that you had Braun or you had Champa lose and you had Dolph win that title just for Braun to win it right back. I don't see the point. I think it's much more likely that main roster fell in love with him and won him up right this second. That's happened before than it is that they're just having him lose it to get it right back. So, I finally have something interesting to talk about on an NXT 2.0 episode. I would assume that whether Braun is staying or not, there's going to be a rematch. He wasn't pinned. So, either you have Dolph have Robert Roode help him cheat to win, 
and then Braun goes to the main roster, or Braun wins it back, and then he comes to the main roster in like two months or something. Now, Braun needs probably more time in NXT. He just became champion. He just became the guy. He hasn't had a lot of time in the ring or on the mic, which is the thing WWE cares about. He's very good for where he is right now, and he has it, and he has charisma. He just needs more time to work on it before the main roster sees it, because if the main roster fans who don't watch NXT see somebody who's raw, they just see that person as as raw. But if you give him time to hone his skills, then he shows up to you as a, a finished product, basically. But... We're going to have to wait and see. Regardless, it made for a much more interesting story than just Braun beat these two dudes. Because I've said before, not super interested in Champa Braun anymore. But if you're going to send somebody to the main roster from NXT, this is usually how they do it. Now, granted, that was old NXT. I don't know if it's different now. But I hope that Braun... Loses. To, this is weird to say. I hope Braun is cheated out of that title and goes to the main roster. And you have Dolph as NXT champion for a while until you find somebody to dethrone him. Whether that's Carmelo Hayes losing that title, the North American title, and then turning babyface and then beating Dolph or who you want to do it with, whatever. I think that's a more interesting version of the story. And I stopped taking NXT seriously when it became NXT 2.0. So I'm not looking for the most realistic, oh, the thing I heard is, oh, they they say they want to push new stars and then they make 41-year-old Dolph Ziggler NXT champion. Yeah, fair enough. But if 41-year-old Dolph Ziggler makes an up-and-coming star look like a million bucks, which is all he does that it doesn't matter that he wins the NXT title. It's the NXT 2.0 title. Who cares? It's not It's not a big deal. I, it could be a good story, and I understand that I would have to trust WWE to tell a good story, and I don't, but this week was a lot of fun. Let me know what you thought. Twitter, at ZachNXT, at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. I want to hear what you think about the title chain. What do you think of Dolph Ziggler is going to stay your NXT champion for a bit. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I want to hear it. In the meantime, that's it for NXT, so that is it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic as always, and thank you for listening.